Today's episode is sponsored by ChrisTaylorRacing.com. Welcome to Driven to Compete, where we interview badass, high-performing individuals to learn more about their competitive spirit and share their stories as a form of inspiration for our community. Well, I'm here with Richard Osborne today. We are in the Skip Barber Garages at VIR, and we're here for an SCCA racing weekend. Um, so I just met Richard online because I did a little sleuthing and found out all the drivers for B-Spec. Um, he races B-Spec, and I wanted to interview them here this weekend and several other people. So, uh, Richard, I'm going to ask you just, you know, what is your world like right now? What are you doing right now in racing Tell me about what your plans are for this season, and tell us about your car. Well, uh, be honest with you, it's uh, it's this is I'm brand new to all this, so I'm probably one of the youngest, newest uh, rookie rookie drivers on the field right now. Um, my plan this year, honestly, is is just to get out there and start getting some wheel to wheel racing in, learn the car, learn the tracks, uh, try to improve my lap times, and get better every week at this point and so far i've been kind of successful at it nice so. um yeah we're good i just want to make sure i'll that out <laughs> sure. um <clears throat> so tell us about the car you're driving well i'm the only nissan in the field uh right now i think uh back in the day david dowry had uh, the same make and model and uh i think he did pretty decent i think he got second either at the runoffs one year this is just something i've heard and kind of talking to some folks and uh, i do have a little bit of dialogue with david to kind of ask him hey what did you do about this what did you do about that but i don't think the the b14 kit was available for the car at the time yep so um i do have some advantages but uh uh it, it was just kind of funny how it all worked out why you know how did i end up in a nissan is is probably a question i just got this question today it's like why did you choose a nissan and honestly when i got into racing um, into B-Spec, um, I had a buddy of mine that, that said to me, he said, yeah, you live an hour and 15 minutes from one of the nicest tracks in the country. And he knew I was a racing guy. I mean, whether it's uh, dirt bikes and shifter carts and so forth. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, my good friend, uh, he said, yeah, you live an hour and 15 minutes from one of the nicest tracks in the country. We used to race together dirt bikes and shifter carts. And he goes, you ought to really build a car. And this guy, he's, uh, I think he's got a GT car, GT3, I believe, whatever the top GT car is. And he's got six figures into that car. But he told me, he said, one of the most affordable classes of racing is B-Spec. You ought to look into this. So I did. Um, I also looked, got into their Facebook page and started looking at the, the dialogue. And, of course, they have a strong community on Facebook, which is uh, uh, people are very helpful on there. But uh, I ended up uh, finding this Versa. And, uh, and looking back, that probably wasn't the best choice of the field. Um, one of the things I was looking for was affordability in terms of not just buying the car, but actually maintaining it. And uh, I can buy, believe it or not, I can buy a motor for that car for like $350. That's crazy. With like 40,000 miles. And I just bought a motor and transmission for that car together as a spare for a grand. Wow. And the trans is actually more expensive than the motor, believe it or not. So um, I did build, I, I bought a car that had, uh, was well taken care of, low mileage, and had a brand new clutch in it. So uh, I think I paid 40, 4,500 oh, wow. for the car. Yeah. 
And uh, then I brought it to Babyface Fabrication, uh, Josh Schmidt, great guy. Um, he did a great job on the cage and everything. And then I just started taking it to track days. Um, and honestly, up until two weekends ago, that's all I had done is track days. And I was running uh, some hockey puck hard tires and uh, just, just trying to get the suspension dialed in. I had the B14 kit and I recently put the stiffer springs in and the new setups and that made a world of difference. Disconnected the front sway bar. That was, Chris Taylor gave me that tip, said disconnect that thing. And I thought when I first drove it, it felt so odd. The car was flexing all over. I said, I can't drive this thing. But when I looked at my lap times, it was three seconds faster than my best. I said, leave it. It's fine. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, we had a discussion about that uh, like last night or a couple nights ago. I was talking to him about the sway bars. And uh, like we're moving it off the front, so you always have a tire kind of in the grip. Um, where the rears, they've got the bar on there to stiffen it up. But right. yeah, it's like you, you're always, you, you always want uh, something pulling you, and that's what it is in those things. Um, so, uh, so exactly was it, was it, you didn't track days. How many, how many, how long you've been doing the track days with the car? Um, probably six to eight months. Okay. I've been to several, uh, I've got more laps at VIR than any other track because it's right down the street. So whenever I found a track day at VIR, I always went and I just love the track by the way. Yeah. The other one, it's not too far as CMP, Carolina Motorsports yep. Park. So those are where I have most of my, um, track days in. I even went to uh, Kaizen Motorsport, uh, school here at uh, VIR to get my competition license. Okay. So, so <laughs> VIR is a very comfortable track for me in terms of knowing what to expect. Uh, although I've still got a tons of stuff to learn. So we've got, we've got rain today and I don't know if it's gonna be letting it up. So we've had one qualifying session. You've got a, another one at two o'clock or something like that. Probably gonna be tough to beat it because it was kind of dry this morning, wasn't it? I ran slicks this morning yeah. um, and it was dry. Yeah. I mean, it was great. Um, the problem with my morning run is, is that I, I started the back of the field mm -hmm. and the front of the field started catching me by the time my tires got worn. So I don't think I ever got a really good run. Yeah. I felt like at the end of the, the practice, I felt like I did not do well. And I did do better than my, my last time on different tires, which like, you know, the regular street slicks. Uh -huh. um, but it was only by like half a second. And I think I, I've got another second or so that I could peel off. Um, and plus I had no draft. And, and that yeah. was the same case with me and Stephanie and some others I spoke to, like Blair. Um, nobody really had anybody to run with, so it's yeah. just your time. Yeah. Um, but um, but uh, we, we may pull out uh, before the, the later run today because it's, uh, there's no, like you said, there's no point in running. You're not going to better your time in the rain. You're not going to get better, and, you know, you're likely to have something can happen, right? It can right. happen at any time. Um, so talk to a little bit about the racing you did before B-Spec. I'm interested in knowing a little bit about the shifter carts and the other things you're doing. Yeah, um, most of my racing has been on two wheels. Okay. And, not, and you wouldn't say wheel to wheel, you'd say elbow to elbow. Yeah. Um, I, rode, I, I rode motocross for years and years. I think I got my first bike when I was 20. And I think I, I literally quit riding probably about a year and a half ago. And uh, I liked the jumps and the tracks and the, you know, and, and believe it or not, people would look at that and say that there's no similarities whatsoever, but there is because line choice is super important. Um, keeping your momentum, like these momentum cars, you want to do that on two wheels as well. And uh, running elbow to elbow kind of gives you a comfort level in terms of running wheel to wheel. Yeah. I mean, I've got a cage around me in this metal vehicle. 
um, it's nothing like you know me and you elbow to elbow running 50 miles an hour down a straightaway. Yeah. So uh, on two wheels. So um, it uh, that's been most of my racing, and and like I said, as you get older, they say with age get a cage. So um, <laughs> I hadn't heard that. I yes. Like it. Well, Travis Pastrana has said that, I believe, believe it or not. But um, and he's, you know, he oh, I know, quite well. I know Travis. So um, anyway, the um, I did. I, uh, I got out of the bikes. I had a back issue, a back surgery, and I went through a lot of pain. And my body finally said, you've had enough dirt bikes. You're going to move on to something else. And uh, a buddy of mine, the one that actually got me into car racing, he actually got me into shifter carts as well. And uh, that is an absolute blast. So um, when did you start that? Probably five years ago. Okay. Um, and I went straight to the Honda CR125s. Um, they probably put out about 35 horse. It's a solid axle. Um, I tell you, rocket ships. And what they say about these cars is, the carts is that it's as close as you're gonna get to say an Indy or Formula One. Because of course nobody can, can get their hands to drive an Indy or Formula One car but they respond very similar. They go through the gears, they're, they're just on a smaller scale. Mm -hmm. And to me, that was an absolute blast. I still have a CRG um, TM125 shifter card at home, um, which I'm gonna use to kind of train in the off season or maybe go to the track and just, I'll tell you, the, the one thing about shifter carts is you gotta be so quick with the hands sometimes. Um, and the problem with shifter carts compared to the B-Spec is, is that Everything that you have to correct when you break your wheels loose, it's the opposite. Right. So this is for me is the learning curve. It's like, you know, because as soon as I feel those wheels break, I want to let off the gas. B-spec, get on the gas. Yeah, so. it's so different the front and rear wheel, rear wheel drive. So I've, um, you know, I drive a rear wheel car always. And so, yeah, my intuition says let off. That's right. And it took almost two years, and I'm still not there yet to where my intuition is, Push it down. <laughs> uh, I can't tell you the number of times I spun the last two years. It's, it's inevitable at one point, and it, it was really getting annoying. But, uh, yeah, just mentally getting through that to know that you, you got to get your foot down so you don't spin. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I heard the shifter carts can handle some massive Gs. Up to three Gs in a turn. Yeah. <laughs> the Gs are so strong that, and you don't have to, we don't have to wear rib uh, protectors in the B specs, obviously. In a shifter car, you have to because your weight is so heavy that if you were to drive one without the, the rib cage in, you would fracture your ribs. And I've heard of this happening, actually. Um, and not to mention, another thing is, is that your head, after driving multiple laps, your head gets heavy to where you can't hold your, you're pulling G's and it's just pulling your head oh. to the side. It gets to the point where after so many laps, you literally want to rest your helmet on your shoulder and drive. And, and that's a true story as well. I mean, it's, it's a, they are so much fun, but they are exerting. And I tell you, you don't have, I think one of the biggest benefits of driving a shifter cart versus these cars is that you don't have a split second to think. And what I mean by that is you're paying attention, you better be paying attention to everything all the time. Whereas on the dirt bikes, so you could look up and, and look for your buddies or look up and see where you are. Mm -hmm. If you look up in a shifter cart, you're up to 70 miles an hour in a click. I yeah. mean, it's just, it's, it's excruciating, uh, excruciatingly fast. And if you fool around, if you look away, you're, you're in a turn and you're gonna outbreak, you're gonna have to slam on the brakes and lock it up. So uh, that and being quick with the hands, you know, just to dart around people. And yeah. so it's very indie slash Formula One-ish type of thing, but they're a blast. I'd highly recommend it. What, what's the 
competition like? Is it really competitive, or is it is it kind of spread out and shift with cards? It's uh, it's competitive. I mean, uh, it's it, it. There's a lot of similarities. You've got some cards right now out there that are probably fifteen, twenty thousand dollar cards, and you've got some that are in the two thousand dollar range. Okay. You know? And uh, people have just like out here, you know, fancy rigs and so forth, and then you have kind of the more basic. Um, but it's it's very competitive. It's it's fun. It's um, it's it, it it can be dangerous as well. You're not, you're not even strapped in. So if oh, something really? were to happen, you're out. Yeah, you're not you're not strapped in at all. You're just sitting in the seat. So if uh, <laughs> if you lose it, you go off the track, and something happens, and I've seen a cart actually flip over before. Uh, you're gonna probably leave the cart. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, so uh, what about total costs? Um, I know you're just getting it started in B-Spec, but how would you compare the two? Which, which one's going to be the cheaper option for somebody? Well, I, I think the shifter carts were great, uh, but it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't, it's a different, it's a different altogether. You know what I mean? Um, there's a lot of similarities. It's a good time. I think you can get into if you, want, if you want to start off in carts, I think that's a cheaper way to do it at first. You could buy an inexpensive but very fast cart and have a great time. Um, but, um, but I think as far as racing goes, car racing, I don't think that there's anything that compares to B-Spec in terms of affordability. And I'll, I'll guarantee you there's probably people that have more money into their carts than I have into my B-Spec. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. I think my dad and I were just talking. I said, I probably got about 10 grand into this car. That's really good. I mean, when people think about that, you can be racing, you know, a Porsche or something like that. You damage the bumper or something. Well, well you know, 10 grand, whatever it is, just to, just to do that. And you, know, you could burn that car to the ground and like, get another well, one. Get another one. Yeah. So exactly. it's, it's really affordable. That's why I got into it, just because I could afford it. Um, so, uh, what was was the shifter carts um, that was after the bike racing? What did you start the motorcycle like when you were a kid? Twenties, okay. my twenties. Yeah, I think when I was growing up, my folks never would never buy me a, oh. a bike, so I bought it myself when I could afford it, and uh, that uh, that was a, a fantastic time. I mean, it, it, the fitness and everything. Of course, I've I've broken my femur. I've been knocked unconscious. So um, yep, yep. So it's it, it's not. It's dangerous, yeah. you know. I, I haven't had nearly anything comparable in, in a shifter car, believe it or not. Cause you're so close to the ground. Yeah. Most of the time, you'll just spin. Yeah. You're literally that far from the ground. So, um, but uh, they've both been a great time. I, like I said, I, I just quit that. I think uh, uh, probably a couple, few years ago, mm -hmm. two, maybe two and a half years ago. Um, but that's when I got into B spec, and uh, I'll tell you, it's been a, it's been a huge, huge learning experience. I mean, I feel like I should get a master's degree. <laughs> If I ever do well at a, at a majors like this, I should get a, an awarded master's degree in B-Spec because there's just so much to learn, whether yeah. it's, 
tire pressure or camber or drafting, for instance. I, um, I just rode my first race uh, two weeks ago at CMP. Had a buddy of mine, Clayton Condry, who's got a, um, a Mini. And he got up behind me, and we knew what we were doing, and, he, and I could not believe how much faster our cars were together as one versus separate. It felt like I literally had nitrous or a turbo on my car. Yeah. And he pushed me so quick down the straight that I overshot the next turn, and he went underneath me. <laughs> so it was kind of funny the way it worked out. But I, it's just – and that's part of the, the driving, the learning experience. I mean um, – and I think I just watched a, a video that Blair had up there on YouTube, and he kind of narrated his race through Atlanta. And he explained that the temptation is to race with the folks in front of you mm -hmm. versus, and I think he used it, I'll, I'll use his quote, if you're not in line, you're losing time. And I thought that was just outstanding. So while everybody in front of him was racing, him and Stephanie got together, mm -hmm. and they gained on the pack, yep. which I thought was awesome. So that... That's a learning experience. So it's not just the car and the, and the nuances of the Nissan. It's driving the car that's a front-wheel drive, which I'm not used to. It's, um, it's the, the, the strategy and actually teaming up with somebody. There's so much to learn. That's why I said I, I should get a master's degree if I can ever place at a majors or something like that. You know that um, the strategy, too, just teaming up with somebody it's easier said than done because you got to have somebody that's running about the same, same speed so that you can actually gain together. Um, so sometimes that's to struggle with the smaller fields. It's just like you got you to find somebody that's matched with you. Uh, that's something that I have found difficult because I'm, I'm still trying to work my way up. So if you get a bigger, bigger field, it's a little bit easier. There's generally somebody. But um, also, you know, traveling around, you got to know the person, too, a little bit. Trust them a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you got to know uh, that you can trust them. Um, so tell me about, like, what's your favorite track that you've been on? VIR, for sure. Okay. Yeah. However, I did watch that um, uh, Road Atlanta race, and it looked, and I'm just watching the race thinking, wow, that looks fun. So um, that's on my list. My folks live about an hour and a half from that track, so I will... That's one on my list. I've also been, I, you know, I watch all the YouTube and everything. I've looked at Watkins Glen, and I thought that would be a fun one to drive. Yeah. Uh, Summit Point looks like it could be fun. Mm -hmm. So, um, but right now, I mean, with my limited experience, VIR is the ticket. I just, That's perfect. It's just an awesome track. So what's probably been your best uh, race ever, the most memorable one that you're never going to forget? Um, you're talking two wheels, four wheels. It doesn't wheels. matter. Doesn't matter. Well, I'll tell you a quick little story. It's um, it's kind of funny. It's uh, it was during my the Kaizen uh, school here at VIR. Uh, I brought the Versa, which is you know the thing about B spec, as you know, on track days and everything else. You're the slowest, one of the slowest cars in the field. I had a uh, a bearing. I think the the bolt that holds the wheel on uh, into the bearing got loose and it cut the brake line. So long story short, I had to get another car for the school, and they rented me a Camaro. Um, so, and, and it was raining, by the way. <laughs> it's raining, so you're at a school with 10 other drivers, it's raining, and you're gonna do a race, two races, before the end of the course in order to graduate with your competition license. So they start us off, and of course, we're lined up next to each other, and I'm in four, I think I'm starting fourth out of 10, maybe. And uh, we start the race, and I, I pick through some folks and get through, and I win. I won that race, which is great. Well, of course, they invert the order. So if you're first, they start you off dead last. And by the way, it started pouring rain during that race. <laughs> and it poured rain during the second race as well, to the point where they wanted to hurry us up and get us on the grid to get this done, you know. 
in the second race from dead last, um, and by the way, there were other Camaros in the field. I came from dead last with one lap to go to pass a, um, I'm trying to think of these little formula cars, kind of like these, uh -huh. but uh, anyways, it, it passed him with one lap to go and I won the second race nice. as well from dead last. So that was a, and I'll tell you what made it, what was great about it and sad at the same time is I have no family and no friends there whatsoever. <laughs> I pull off a pit road and I got people clapping and there's just a line of people and I felt like, hey, this is one of the best days of my life and nobody's here to see it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but that, it was a great, it's a great story anyway. I had a great time at Kaizen, highly recommend those folks. And uh, even with the rain, we believe it or not, with the 10 cars, nobody went off the track. Wow. We all raced each other hard and we had a good time. Uh, I got it sliding a few times and, and recovered it, but I, that's the edge that I wanted to find. And uh, overall, just a great time. Cool. Any races you'd rather forget? Uh, well, I, I think, uh, you know, there's been a few races where um, you're out in front, like I can think of myself on a dirt bike, so forth, where you've laid it down and then you're, you're dead last like that. Uh -huh. And I guess that's the same thing that could happen in yep. B-Spec. As you go off the track, and you can kiss everybody goodbye. Yeah. They're gone. Yeah. So, um, you know, those are the mistakes. It, when you're in front and you make a mistake, like, that's the worst. Because you say, oh, I had it. Yeah. All I had to do was, was drive and not go crazy or go off the track. And that's exactly what you did. Yeah. But, uh, no, it's, it's, it's all good. So, um, you, know, you started the, the B-Spec and uh, racing cars a little bit later. And I did, too. I didn't start until I was 49. And I'm interested, though, to, well, like, if you're going to tell somebody how they should start to get their feet wet, to understand what racing is about, test it out, how would you suggest they do that? I think that competition school was perfect for it. I really do. Um, when you went to the school, they, they kind of went around the room and asked everybody what their intentions were. And I told them I was, I've got a B-Spec race car, I want to race B-Spec, you know. And they asked what my expectations were, and I said, uh, well, um, I just don't want the field to gack me during my first few races. And that's a reasonable, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, a reasonable uh, goal there. Um, of course, looking at the times today, it's, it's going to be still tough to do. But, um, but I'd say that they did it very smartly. And, and while I was in the school, I had to kind of figure out what they were doing. They take you to the skid pad and they get you to drift a car um, in the, on a completely wet pad and, and, and control it in a slide and so forth. They move you into classroom and they teach you the flags and what you should do and the point buys and how you're supposed to handle all that. And then they put you right next to each other and they make you run inside line and they wave a flag and they have you cross. You get a, a partner and you switch lines with them. Now you're outside line mm -hmm. for where you were inside in the past and so forth. And then they put you in a race. So, I mean, um, I, I think that would be, if you really wanted to see how get a taste for it without getting too dangerous or throwing a bunch of money at it, yep. this would be the ticket because they rented the cars there as well. Uh, that was the other thing I was going to ask. So they, they ranged, uh, you could just rent the cars there. You could just rent one of their cars or you could, um, or you could bring your own. I brought my B-Spec, but it, I ended up renting one of their cars yeah. anyway. <laughs> well, is there anybody you'd like to give a shout out to, to thank for anything or any organization you've worked with or people? Uh, that um, just were just really great for you and you want other people to know about it. Yeah, I tell you what, uh, Josh Schmidt has been fantastic. I mean, uh, he lives about an hour and a half probably from my house. And, um, and he honestly, I just used Josh at Babyface Fabrication just because uh, it was convenient. But we kind of became friends. He's a great guy. Um, even now, I, I certainly don't have to drive two hours to get, you know, some, something small fabricated, but I go to see him. 
and uh, he's been fantastic just to help me set up the car. I got to give a shout out to Chris Taylor as well. He's given me a couple hints that have pulled a couple seconds off my time, so he has to get a little credit as well. And uh, I'd say people like uh, David Dougherty. Mm -hmm. um, I'd say Steve Introne has given me some. He gave me some a hint, which I'll share with you as well. Which is he said it was kind of vague, but it makes all the sense in the world. He said everything matters, which is hard to pin down, but he's right. You know, every little thing matters. And whether it's tire pressure or camber or whatever you're setting up, that, that makes all the difference in the world collectively. So uh, Steve's been helpful, and I'd also and uh, David and uh, Josh and Chris, those are the people that I'd like awesome. to say too. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm interested to talk to Steve a little bit later this weekend. Um, I've I've asked David. He said he he'd do an interview with me. I just got to catch up to him at the right track. And of course, I've raced with Chris the last two years, so I think the world of Chris. But I have a funny story about Josh. So. We literally, I got to meet him, and it, it wasn't the best way to meet him, um, but uh, we were racing at Road Atlanta last year. and uh, I think I heard the yeah, story, yeah. but so I, I want to hear it. We were coming down, I think, I think it's five, down to five. It's, a, it's a going downhill, high speed, the left turn, I think it is five. And, uh, you know, he was just, he just didn't break enough. <laughs> And, <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> well, I, I, don't, I don't know that he did it on purpose. Um, but, uh, you know, we came together. I lost a bunch of positions, and, and my mirror was completely messed up. So I was like, well, I can't even see out the left side. And uh, so I, you know, I followed the protest and everything, and they looked at it, and they're like, yeah, that, that probably shouldn't have happened. <laughs> but Josh is, Josh is a really nice guy. Everybody that talked to me said, yeah, that's not like him. He wouldn't do that on purpose. Gotcha. And, and um, so, you know, you know after we left the, the stewards, he was like, hey, come over for a steak, you know? And I was like, yeah, you know, I, have, I had already plans, but yeah, he's a good guy, I like him. Yeah, he, he is. And you had the, um, the cold trickle. Um, yes, the, <laughs> yeah. That, that's the part I heard yeah. as well. I guess it had a brand new wrap on it as well. Probably, yeah. 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 <laughs> Which makes it worse, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah the, the, the scuffs and things are just, are just part of it. I, I just, I, um, man, I was, really wanted to get around there a little bit faster but I mean it happened to me later in the in the next race but um, that one it wasn't it wasn't a coming together but I went off with one or two wheels on the dirt and ended up spinning because of that but um, that was my fault I, I basically I had room um, I didn't have to go off and I did so yeah yeah it's funny what you find out after you look at the videos really it, yes, it's always yeah. different um, when you're driving than what the video is you got to look at the video Matter of fact, I've got I've got the uh, Garmin Catalyst pointed up front, yep. but I'm going to have a, a Hero 9 pointed in the back as well, yeah. which somebody recommended as well, so you can see both angles. Because things like this are going to happen. Some people are going to race you hard, and uh, people put on the helmet sometimes and do some foolish things. I'm probably going to be guilty of that at some point or other, <laughs> so uh, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And it's good to, to have that proof. So, Richard, it's been a pleasure. Pleasure to meet thank, you here. Thank you so much. Yeah. I want to thank you for listening or watching Drive to Compete. It's been a pleasure sharing this episode, and I hope that we've provided some inspiration and entertainment along the way. I absolutely love hearing from you, and I promise I'll personally respond to every comment, every question, and every request. If you want to connect, start with our website, driventocompete.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter. Whether you reach out or not, please like, subscribe, and share. Until next time, go kick some ass.